Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the first Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast of 2022. Uh, We're back for the new year and I am back as your host Rob Davis and I'm joined as always by Tom Canning. Hello. Uh, Not as always, um, we've uh, Abby is away for the week so we have a super sub, uh, Maidenhead Secretary and uh, Footballer Berkshire contributor Neil Maskell. Hi Neil, how are you going? Very good, thank you Rob, thank you for having me on. No, not at all. Thank you for stepping in. Um, yes, we've got. We haven't been. We haven't done one of these pods for uh, three or four weeks now, so we've got a lot to talk about. So we'll crack on straight away. But before um, we do, uh, guys, how was your Christmas period? Did you get anything good? Yes. What did you Beer. get, Tom? Beer. Beer. Yeah. And my wife got me some lovely warm socks. Oh. Ideal. Neil, anything uh, uh, that was in your stocking that was particularly uh, decent this year? Well, we've done okay. The um, the family clubbed together and got myself and the wife a, uh, an espresso, an espresso coffee maker. Am I allowed to plug product? <laughs> Absolutely, other, yeah. Other coffee makers are available. So that's come in handy because my other present over Christmas was a mound of paperwork as well due to uh, postponements of matches. So, oh, uh, yes. Yeah, interesting Christmas period, but uh, decks are down now and we're uh, well into the new year. I saw actually on the uh, Maidenhead Twitter feed that uh, um, there was a few fixture announcements of, of the postponed games. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to them. Um, I, I think, well, we'll come on to Maidenhead a little bit, but uh, yeah, your role as secretary, I'd imagine, was uh, quite um, quite tough uh, at this point. Yeah, there was uh, a bit going on. And it's unfortunate that we lost the double header with um, Wildstone, but um, we've managed to rearrange that now. The games are a bit more spread out, so uh, hopefully we can uh, attack the games um, accordingly. It's going to be um, it's going to be a busy few weeks and a, and a difficult few weeks as well. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we'll we'll move on to Magnet as I said in a, a couple of minutes. Uh, but first of all. Um, Guys, have either of you got any resolutions for 2022 when it comes to uh, football, especially football in the area? Uh, Neil, is there anything that you're sort of looking forward to this year and or, you know, resolved to do that you haven't perhaps done in previous years? Yeah, I think I'm going to try and uh, get around um, more more clubs locally when the options um, open up for me. I was just having a look at the combined counties league table, as you do, you know, mm-hmm. on like, uh, of a morning. And uh, Virginia Water is the club I've not visited, albeit they play over at Windsor. I always enjoy going over there. Um, so I'm going to try and get to some more of the uh, Step 5 and Step 6 uh, clubs locally, I think. I like, uh, like going and seeing what's going on. So that's my ambition for the year, I think. Yeah, very good one. Uh, one that I 
pretty much put in uh, every year. I don't know if it's a resolution if I just, uh, you know, try and do it every year. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much with you on that one. Uh, Tom, you got anything that you want to uh, achieve in 2022? Um, yes, I just want to try and be more understanding of things and people and everything that goes on in this whole sort of uh, world of, uh, is it be kind and all of that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, just step back for a second and go, why mindfulness? Yes, thank you. Why, why has that happened? Why has someone done that and understand that behind every great flare up and thing is someone who maybe has made a mistake? Mm-hmm. Does that extend to uh, groundhoppers who complain about uh, lack of programs? No, 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 no. They are in a in a realm of their own. Very good. Well, and extension of that, I guess. Uh, um, is there anything you'd like to see, particularly in football in twenty twenty two? You mentioned a bit about being kind and a bit more uh, mindful I mean, there. Is the gist anything... of it is, can we can we be a bit nicer to referees? Yeah, that's yeah. a nice one. Like. The one, the one thing I found, and I say this quite a lot to anybody that will listen, is that when you go and watch a game as a neutral, you often don't even notice the referee. So um, I would encourage more people to go and watch some some games with two teams that they have no, they know nothing about, and just work out how often they, because the reality is that most of the time they do a decent job and. All you do it, all you do, because we're conditioned to do it, is blame them when our team doesn't win. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they're not there. They're not robots either. These are no. people with, uh, you know, genuine love for the game. They love it as much as the spectators and the management team do. Um, one thing that really, well, many things grind my gears, as you know. But one thing is that whole comment of, uh, you get, oh, you've obviously never played the game. Well, look, they've gone through um, a level of training at the laws of the game. And they're practitioners of that, you know, so give them a bit more respect, I think, sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, Anything uh, you want to add there, Neil? Anything in terms of what you'd like to see in 2022 for uh, football in general? No, let's just hope for a good year for our clubs. It's been a mixed bag, isn't it, so Mm -hmm. far, as you'd expect, um, you know, uh, locally. So, you know, good luck to to all the teams and um, let's let's hope for some uh, success stories and some... Perhaps some great escapes as well in the new year. <laughs> Absolutely. Promotion. Uh, and I don't think Neil's worried about promotion. Yeah. <laughs> promotion Not this year. For uh, Berkshire clubs in general, anyway. Uh, but yes, uh, um, okay, we, we've skirted around the issue enough. But perhaps we'll come on to Maidenhead over the Christmas period. Having Neil here, uh, the perfect time to sort of go into a bit more depth into one club or, or into Maidenheads in particular and uh, sort of see... Uh, analyse how the club is doing in general. So over the Christmas period, I guess, start going back to um, um, the big uh, mid-December, you've, you've kind of only played two games in the last month. So it's been a little bit, um, or two competitive games anyway. Uh, it's been a little of a, a bit of a sparse period. And it seems like almost a little bit of a shame because you had that very good result against Bromley in the over the Christmas period and then perhaps haven't had the chance to build on it uh, particularly. So... What are your thoughts on the uh, Maidenhead uh, over the Christmas period and in general going forwards, Neil? Yeah, it's been frustrating, hasn't it? Um, yeah. To come out of a, a bad run, you can't mm-hmm. dress up a bad run, um, to then lose um, fixtures due to um, to COVID, um, to exit the FA Trophy. I'm very jealous of the Slough tie at York yes. this weekend. We'll talk about that later. So we, we drew from the FA Trophy, which... Um, which is a is a crying shame, really. We all enjoy a cup match to, to brighten up a season. 
Um, the same went with the County Cup as well, which I was um, very sad about. And then, as you said, we played Bromley without having played for, where were we, two and a half weeks. Mm. And I think, you know, if I'm honest with you, we probably felt feared the worst. You know, they're a good side. They're um, up near the top. They could have gone top, potentially, with the if they'd taken the win. To be fair to them, they played on Boxing Day, whereas we didn't. They looked a bit leggy. Uh, and we played well. I thought it was our best performance of the season. We've got a new goalkeeper, um, Dev's brought in. Uh, he's now joined us on a, a permanent basis. Dan, the uh, Hungarian, I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname. He has oh, tried to teach, he's tried to teach it to me. Um, that's, <laughs> that's my new resolution. I'll try and learn that before the end of the season, shall I? Um, <laughs> in case I have to do the, the PA or something at, at the ground. He did well. He made a couple of very good saves. And then just as we were looking forward to a return match with um, Wealdstone, um, they weren't able to play us on, on the 2nd of January. So that was a lot of uh, uh, running around and ringing of officials and speaking with the league at the last minute, but um, it can't be helped. So we had a gap until we played Aldershot. We played on Saturday. Not a good ground for us. Um, my sixth visit, I'd never previously seen a score. Um, we did manage a goal. Uh, Aldershot managed a goal as well, and we, we took a draw from it. So four points from the last two. The results yesterday were pretty kind to us. Uh, Kingslin led and lost at home. Again, perhaps they weren't expecting a lot out of against Notts County. And, um, the, the, you know, every little helps. Um, Wildstone lost at uh, Bournemouth with uh, one of our former players scoring as well. So uh, we feel in a healthier position, I guess, than we did a month ago, but it's... Just don't talk to me about our next three games. It's it's not a not a nice run, but that's you know that's the league fixtures for you, isn't it? You yeah. can't predict that at the start of the season. So I'm feeling New Year optimism, maybe guys, maybe a bit of New Year optimism. We're punching above our weight as usual. I always say that, mm-hmm. but we've given ourselves a, a, a punch's punch. charge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, fighting charge. I mean, like you mentioned there about the um, the uh, cancellations and everything like that. I mean, how. Uh, how different is your role as secretary or how, how tough is your role as secretary, I guess, in the current conditions? I mean, it must be a nightmare, isn't it? Uh, with like, you, you don't know from week to week how, whether the games are going to be played or not. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, and also I've got to give credit to the league and also Wildstone as well. Um, uh, they, they, uh, Wildstone came back with, um, you know, a, a set of uh, fixtures, you know, to rearrange um, which um, Alan Devonshire wanted tweaked. The league have their rules about games being played within um, 42 days of the original cancellation, but um, they were very understanding. You know, we're talking part-time players ourselves and Wildstone. You know, um, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, three three weeks in a row. So we've got a bit of understanding from them um, to to let us push one of those two fixtures back a little bit. So, yeah, it's been hard <laughs> dealing, dealing with um, dealing with managers. Managers and rearranged fixtures, um, they don't go very well. Um, they they mm. want them on their own terms. Listen, they want the best deal. Uh, Dev wants the best deal for for his club and, and, and Wildstone want the same in the league, want the, the, the fixtures arranged well. So, so it's been a bit of negotiation, several phone calls, a lot of emails. Um, finally, we've got there, but of course, we don't know what's around the corner. It's now the time, as I look outside, there's glorious sunshine, but can we rely on that over the next six weeks? I don't think so. So I think it'll be a, a busy few weeks. Absolutely. And uh, um, in general, how's the uh, uh, the pitch and maidenhead holding up at the moment? Uh, if everything, uh, well, 
touch with there's no more covid cancellations hopefully uh, uh maiden had had a spate of that uh, in december so hopefully they're past the worst of that uh now so there won't be anything like that it could you foresee any uh is there any reason why we can't expect to see maiden play over the next couple of weeks other than opposition obviously no, I don't think so, Rob. Um, they played a friendly game on the York Road pitch yesterday and it has a week to recover. Um, the Chesterfield game next Tuesday at home. Again, other fixtures are available. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so th- there's plenty of time for the, for the pitch to, um, to to be prepared. It's been in good nick. Um, Jason, our groundsman, has done a fantastic job with it. Rob, you'll remember the days when um, made their perhaps would go two months without a home game. Yes. Uh, due to the, the famous slope and... Uh, and a pool of water at the uh, at the bottom end. So um, I'm going to keep every fingers crossed. We want the fixtures on. Hard game against Chesterfield next Tuesday, but um, the pitch will be fine. Brilliant. And uh, uh, to round out our maiden head chat, I guess, what, what do you think, uh, realistically, what can uh, fans hope for in uh, 2022, perhaps the remainder of the season from Maidenhead? Well, like I said earlier, it's a shame we haven't got a, a cut run to look forward to yes brighton's uh new year up but um listen our supporters know we want to finish above the bot the dotted line um mm-hmm. the bottom three uh that's dev's target you know it <laughs> it's it doesn't sound very ambitious does it but um just looking at the uh looking at the table at the moment it could be that it's a relatively low points tally needed this season but um we've, we've tended to do better against the top sides we've got chesterfield halifax and uh Boreham Wood coming up in the next few games and Stockport as well, which on the face of it looks a nightmare. Um, but, um, you know, we've tended to do well against the, the top side. So we'll just keep enjoying being in this league and, and punching as hard as we can. And um, hopefully we can scrabble together enough points and still be here next year. Brilliant. Uh, one question I did want to ask you, actually, is where's the best ground to go to as a secretary? Who, host, um, who hosts you the best in the National League? There's listen. There's some some great clubs, some big clubs in that league. I will choose one for you. I'm not going to sit on the fence. I've always enjoyed going to Halifax. Mm-hmm. Uh, great people up there. Good Yorkshire hospitality. We've played them the most times. We've drawn them in the trophy and uh, the FA Cup this year. I didn't quite enjoy my last visit as much as uh, I normally do there, as we led in seven. Um, <laughs> but um, we've tended to do pretty well there. Good club, nice stadium, good people, very organised behind the scenes. But, um, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy going everywhere and uh, experiencing uh, different, uh, uh, you know, people and uh, colleagues around the country. It's good fun. Lovely job. OK, and uh, for those who, um, oh, well, we're not putting the Zoom chat out, I don't think, but we have just also been joined now by uh, Neil Graham. Hi, Neil. Hello. Hi, Rob. Hi, Tom yeah. and Neil. Hello. Photographer extraordinaire. You may well have seen Neil around at many of the Berkshire grounds uh, behind one of the goals, taking photographs. Not uh, well, a very familiar face to those of you, uh, those of us who go to all the games. So uh, yeah, welcome, Neil. Um, we are just moving on to a section that perhaps uh, you can help us out with. We've been talking about Maidenhead, who've had a um, uh, a decent period over Christmas. Um, who else? Which other Berkshire sides have had a good festive period uh, between sort of uh, December and where we are now? Anyone in particular you'd like to pick out? Uh, well, with the few games that I've been to uh, between December and now, uh, I think it has to be Bracknell, really. Yes. Uh, uh, that's probably 
not surprising anybody that's listening to this programme, but they have had an absolutely tremendous season, not only scoring tons of goal, winning games, but keeping clean sheets and keeping their goal difference down. Mm. Uh, I think Bobby there has uh, installed a real positive mindset, direct sort of style of football. Uh, uh, and to be honest with you, uh, from seeing him at the beginning of the season uh, to now, uh, the style of football has changed. Uh, and it's just impressive to see such a, a, a good team functioning as a team, as opposed to a team of individuals, and just, just putting their opponents to bed uh, and just dominating games. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. Since the start of December, they've had uh, six games and won all six of them. And like you, I saw them at the beginning of the season. They were sort of functional at the beginning of the season without being quite flowing. I mean, bear in mind, they've, there's only been two games where they've dropped points all season. They've lost to Marlow and drew with Hanwell at the, uh, in the first game of the season. So, you know, it's not like they've been poor in the first half, but I think completely agree. They were sort of more functional to begin with. And they've added goals, especially from Seb Bowerman now, who is yeah. absolutely flying. I mean, I think you were at the uh, Binfield game, weren't you, Neil? Um, scored four goals there, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, Is there nothing what astounds me with Seb? Uh, when 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 Bracknell first moved to the Isthmian League, uh, was it three or four seasons ago now, I thought Seb uh, may, may find it a struggle. And I think in those early games, he probably did. But now, here we are three or four seasons later and uh, Seb, along with a few other players, can clearly play at a high level and have developed as a football player and uh, just pushed on in their own game. And uh, certainly against Binfield and many other teams, uh, he's just unplayable. Uh, I think gone are the days with Seb where they used to double up on him, push him into the corner flag, have gone. He just now cuts inside and just leaves players for dust and uh, balls are either being actually shot at goal or being crossed to the back post for Dan Pagelis to, uh, to to actually head her in. So not only is he scoring goals, not only is he taking on players, he's he's assisting as well, uh, which again, from any sort of midfielder, uh, is just an absolute tremendous bonus to have in any team. Absolutely, yeah. No, uh, Bracknell's certainly one of the teams to watch in 2022. Um, hot favourites for promotion uh, at the top of their division and, uh, you know, It'd be if they do go up, it'd be fantastic or well, really interesting to see how they do at step three. Um, Tom, is there anyone else you'd like to highlight from uh, the Christmas period that uh, has had a sort of a, a decent run, a good, decent festive period? Anyone else from Berkshire? Um, and well, Neil sort of has, has said everything I was going to say, really. Um, yeah. I, I think Hungerford did all right as well. Yeah. Um, they only had a couple there. They were they they seemed to not have too many games scheduled. It wasn't necessarily a case of postponements, but they did they did do all right. And I I would fully expect them to. Get, I wouldn't put it past them getting a getting a little playoff slot by the end of the season. I think they've they've got the the ability to do that. But I think Neil has said, otherwise said everything I was going to say. Um, I think Bracknell were the obvious team yeah. to to look out for. Yeah, the six playoff spots in uh, the Conference South as well, of course. So uh, Hungerford, I think currently sitting in seventh uh, just inside there inside the line there so real good season there having um what are the team i'll call out that's had a decent christmas period only had a couple of games over the, uh, that period uh eversley in california um well they've since the start of december they've won all four of their games i believe but over christmas a couple there and they're now um sitting in fourth well inside the playoffs and actually sort of only a few points off the top although 
some of the teams above them do have games in hand, but Eversley really looking like they're going to be strong, um, at least playoff contenders uh, uh, going into the new year. So good luck I, to I, them. I, yeah, I saw uh, Eversley, I think it's against Hollyport, uh, yeah. and they were very impressive, uh, in, not only in the way they play, their style of play, uh, just going forward again they had midfielders that were just taking on players and not afraid to shoot from outside the box mm. uh, and when you're coupling from that sort of thing uh, you're pressing defenders you're, you're you make defenders are sort of uh, giving mistakes away and penalties as well uh yeah just just very impressive across the field yeah no i completely agree i've seen them maybe twice this season myself and so uh yeah uh, certainly one to uh, get down to and uh, a, a decent Decent standard of football if you're looking for a, a local game. Yeah. Very any, much so. uh, any advances, Neil? Or uh, have, have, is there, have we covered off everyone you were hoping to uh, mention? Should I, should I nominate a player, perhaps? It's Go on, a, then. It's yep. have a good period. The lad at Slough, uh, Tenconi, I'm hearing a lot of good things about. He seems to <laughs> score every week. Alfonso Tenconi, I believe he's one of their under-23 uh, prospects. As I say, his name seems to crop up on the score sheet every week. I've heard good things from uh, people I know who've popped down to Arbor Park and, and seen him. I've tried to quiz Mark Nisbet about him. Mm-hmm. Um, as you may know, Mark works for, um, for for Magpies in the community as well as um, playing for Slough. He keeps keeping his powder dry. I think he thinks I'm trying to get a scouting report on him. But um, I hear he's really strong and um, very impressive at, at, at that level and a, a raw prospect. So uh, sounds like one to keep an eye on in 2022, I think. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, great pick there. And uh, yeah, like you say, one to look out for. Um, yeah, there's plenty going on in Berkshire at the moment. So all we can say, I guess, is get down to your local clubs and see some of these teams and players in action. There's a really a lot going on. So uh, good stuff. Um, right. Next uh, part. And it's good that uh, Neil Graham has joined us because he is uh, in a fantastic position to talk about this. Um over the last few days, we've had uh, the news that uh, long-standing Binfield chairman Bob Bacon has retired. He stepped down from his position uh, um, there at Binfield. Um, it's had a 10-year uh, tenure and has presided over the most successful period of uh, the uh, club's history, as well as improving the um, community links uh, with the village and the surrounding area. Um, you only have to look at social media to see the reaction and uh, the amount of people coming out to congratulate him on his um, on on his leadership over the last uh, ten years and the tributes that are being paid is is really really nice to see. But um, we couldn't let it go by without mentioning it here on the podcast. And yeah, Neil Graham, you're probably uh, the one here who knows him uh, best out of all of us. I mean, uh, what can you say about someone like Bob Bacon? Uh, unsung hero, really. I think, mm. uh, like you said there, not only has he brought uh, a football club together and pushed them on, I think he's brought the community together. Uh, he, he's uh, an approachable guy. Uh, he offers advice freely. Uh, and I think in this football world, uh, the fact that we all come together, the fact that we all talk, we all know each other, uh, and he's not uh, not afraid to give you advice uh, and tell you perhaps where you're going wrong or right, uh, he's an absolutely smashing guy, a really nice guy to know, and a credit to Binfield and a credit to the footballing community. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, Tom, you know him well as well. He's uh, like like Neil says there. He's been a sounding board for advice for uh, um, football in Berkshire as well as you personally, I believe. Is there anything else? Any other tributes you'd like to uh, uh, pay to him in particular? Uh, 
Um, I've just I, I've just always found him. Uh, he, he's a good moral compass mm-hmm. for when for when you you know we all have moments where we're wondering whether we are doing the right thing or saying the right thing or and and I've always found him um, to to just to just set you set you on the right path. I think mm-hmm. is 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 my is what I would say. He's, a, he's certainly a calming voice, isn't he, Tom? Mm, he's a calming yes. voice amongst yes. a, a loud non-league fraternity out yes. there. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he, 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 I don't know, he just provides you with an advice and like a, a light bulb comes on uh, <laughs> and you go, oh, perhaps he is right. Perhaps he has got a point here. Yeah. Uh, uh, step back, have a look, and then revisit exactly what you've been talking about. Yeah. 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 I mean... Last season was probably the highlight of his, um, well, he, him as chairman, his uh, tenure in terms of uh, on the pitch, um, all sort of coming together for Binfield in that they were promoted and uh, made it all the way to the FA Vars final. Now, Neil, I know you you and Bob actually uh, travelled to all the games together. Um, uh, have you got any uh, sort of stories or anecdotes or anything you can tell us about that, uh, I don't that think period? <laughs> I don't think I've got anything we can broadcast, but uh, the one, <laughs> again, a credit credit to Bob himself we were taking a game at a time uh from our long trips all the way down to uh well was it east coast west coast we went everywhere uh we were just talking about the club we were talking about the non-league in general uh talking and again really actually speaking highly of everybody within the local community uh we we were there (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it's it just a fascinating season uh, and for him to take one game at a time his feet never left the ground at all thinking oh we're going to get to the final we're going to get to the final every game was one step at a time praising Dodson with us praising the players praising even if a player had, had a bit of a, a bit of a duff game he would never never sit in the car on the way home and go oh he's a bad player this is a bad player that's a bad player it's just one of those things. He, he would praise somebody highly. Uh, and I think that's credit, credit to the man. In terms of anecdotes, as, as I say, I think uh, unrepeatable probably on here. We did have a good few laughs uh, waiting for Josh at uh, a train stations as well, because I don't know if obviously Josh Helmore uh, lives uh, north London. So a few times we picked him up from a station. Uh, we picked. We took a couple of players. Uh, who one, one who forgot his boots on the actual game of the <laughs> game morning, so uh, he had to borrow a fair pair of football boots from a, 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 a player when we arrived. Uh, but uh, other than that, I, I think what what Bob and I spoke about in, in the car generally should stay in the car. Really, uh, <laughs> things on tour should stay on tour. But uh, he had nothing but praise for the management team. Uh, and, and, and I think sidelining alongside Bob is Rob Chalice as well. Yes. Uh, nothing but praise for him as well for the work and effort. The I, I don't think if 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 it was a paid role, uh, the, the the bill that Rob and Bob would put into a football club would be absolutely huge, not only in time but expertise. Uh, and he will be sorely missed by uh, the club and the football community as a whole. Absolutely. Yeah. A- Andy Cotton going in there to uh, replace him. I'm sure he's going to do a-, a fantastic role and continue. I mean, he's been around the club for a long time himself. So I'm sure, you know, we can see some sort of continuation there. But um, yeah, certainly um, uh, Bob Bacon, 
uh, very much uh, a, a part of the football community in Berkshire, and hopefully we'll continue. We'll continue to see him down games. I'm sure we will do if uh, you know all being well. So yeah. Uh, Neil, do, uh, come to you there. Do you, have you met Bob Bacon before? I haven't. I was just thinking, I haven't met Bob. I've dealt with Rob before um, yeah. in terms of uh, organising a county cup match. But I was going to say, um, made my first visit um, down to Binfield before Christmas. Um, one of the coldest, most miserable days I can remember <laughs> uh, recently. The FA Trophy game with Truro. Tom was there. Yeah. And um, I was really impressed. By just it just felt like a nice optimistic place, a real buzz around the place. It was a big cup tie, of course, but um, really like the clubhouse as well. Really good setup, and I'll return. So it, it's um, no, I'd recommend it to any um, local uh, ground hoppers or, or even further afield. A good club, and it just felt a nice positive atmosphere there, and that must be credit to the people who've who've built it up. Absolutely, yeah. I can't um, agree with you more there, Neil. Uh, really nice place to go and watch a game. Uh, right, well, we should uh, push on. We've still got a bit to talk about here. Um, looking ahead to this weekend's fixtures, um, there's one standout game. Uh, uh, Neil has actually alluded to it already. Um, Slough Town are playing in the FA Trophy and they make the long trip up to um, York City. Uh, a pretty a glamorous tie there. Obviously, York's uh, in the um, National League North at the moment, but with a whole heap of pedigree uh yeah neil you probably uh, look like you're chomping at the bit to talk about this one so i'll, I'll come to you first uh yeah big yeah, game for slough what a cup tie that is fantastic isn't it that's yeah, that's absolutely. what the you know i think the trophy is um i wouldn't say a much maligned competition sometimes early on perhaps the crowds aren't um you know for the for the national league sides aren't perhaps bumper crowds but to give um open up a tie like this a first visit to um to Slough for, um, sorry, to York for Slough. I know that they're staying over overnight and making a, a really big occasion of it. So um, why shouldn't they go up there and, and get a result? Brand new ground as well. Absolutely. Um, the Slough supporters, they travel well. They'll um, they'll really enjoy the trip and um, I hope they do really well. I'm sure they will. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our, our sole Berkshire representative in the, uh, in the trophy at the moment, obviously, mm. Maidenhead not being able to fulfil their tie in the last round. So uh, um, unfortunately, having to... Uh, having to forfeit but um uh, yeah it's a pretty exciting one eh, Tom? yes um i think uh, it's uh, unfortunately i i the, the day that um bracknell had an away friendly at york city i made the decision for some reason early in the morning of the bus trip not to go so i really don't have <laughs> very much to add to, yeah. to this one but yeah it's a, it's a it's a great tie and hopefully they there's no reason they can't win it Absolutely, yeah. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we'll have, uh, like I say, they're only club left, but we'll have Berkshire representation in the trophy draw come Monday. Um, yeah, Neil, uh, Graham, I'll come to you now. Uh, any other the, uh, games this weekend that you're sort of uh, looking at and looking forward to? Are they, are they, how many are you going to for a start? Uh, sadly, uh, I'm working elsewhere this Saturday. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, due to a recent change in circumstances on my personal life as well. So I've not been going so many to get not going to so many games this sort of season. But uh, Uxbridge Bracknell looks, uh, again, a game for you to, for mm-hmm. every eager away Bracknell fan to travel to, looks like a, a game again. Uh, again, middle of January, perhaps I'm speaking probably a bit out of turn, but I think by the end of January, beginning of February, uh, I think Bracknell should, fingers crossed, wrap up the title. I know many Bracknell fans probably say, no, you shouldn't be saying that. 
but yeah. uh, th this this far ahead of uh, everybody else and seeing the oppositions that they've been playing, I, I don't think uh, uh, it shouldn't be a problem to wrap up this uh, this Isthmian League uh, by the middle of February. So, yeah, Uxbridge, Bracknell for me, to keep an eye on them. Again, whilst I am doing other things, I still uh, ask people to keep me informed on Twitter uh, <laughs> and in all the football groups to keep up with uh, keep up with scores and stuff. But, uh, yeah, eagerly looking out for them. Binfield uh, and uh, also Ascot as well. Ascot uh, in the combined counties. Uh, again, having a bit of an indifferent season, but uh, the setup there, I think Neil alluded to, Binfield set up and yourself, Binfield set up. The Ascot set up also tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Quick mention on Bracknell that the next three games are against, uh, oh, sorry, three of the next four games are against big uh, promotion rivals, at least, or teams contending for promotion. So, results against them. If the te other teams are going to do something, you feel it has to be in the next few games to uh, sort of uh, halt back Bracknell's charge. But yeah, uh, hopefully Bracknell get the result of the weekend. Uh, Tom, is there any other uh, games that uh, you sort of had a look at and fancy? this weekend yeah slightly unusual one actually uh, i'm not going to go mainstream um i'm actually going to highlight the fa sunday cup Ooh, um, yes. which has burfield against banstead rovers um, that's being played at Burnham, um, annoyingly i know uh, burfield had tried to get a game slightly more local uh, but obviously weather um ground shares and all of that have meant the game is going to be at Burf uh, sorry at Burnham, but they beat uh they beat uh, Sing Sabba in the previous round um, they are in the last it's not the last 16 it's the last 32 it's the second round um, and that is on Sunday morning at 1pm over at Burnham FC um, there should be something uh, later during the week on FIB about this but um, yeah just look out for it. I think it should be there's, there's some faces there's some there's some faces you know in that team uh, in that Burfield Sunday team as well I know Josh Howell is one of them and there's a few others uh, that are part of that side so um, good luck to them very good and uh, Neil um, Maskell uh, uh, Eddie that you'd like to uh, throw in just to uh, uh, round it out yeah, well, I've got a week off this week, Rob, so I'm going oh, to go, yes, yeah, no game, just to uh, help with that fixture pile-up, as we spoke about earlier. I'm going to venture down to Hollyport. They host um, Virginia Water. Looking at the table, that's going to be quite a big one, I think, for Hollyport's uh, mm -hmm. chances of, of pulling out of it. So I will, uh, I will, weather permitting, head down to Summerlees. Yeah, very good. Uh, Hollyport, obviously, we've spoken on the pod, they were sort of, a little bit detached at one point and uh, managed to throw a couple of results together. But over the Christmas yeah. period, they had some very tough fixtures and didn't, I mean, they lost two games, but they were both against teams in the top four. So, uh, um, so now Virginia water, only a few places above them. It could be a really interesting game. I agree with you on that one. That's uh, that should be good. And one that I'll throw in uh, Windsor versus Hanworth Villa. Windsor got a tough afternoon. Hanworth Villa are the runaway leaders of the combined counties, uh, premier division North. I actually went to see them on the, the weekend and they beat Burnham 8-0 and they've got two uh, uh, Sam and Ben Merson playing for them who are the sons of Paul Merson and both yeah. Sam and Ben got a hat-trick against Burnham. So, uh, yeah, pretty impressive players that are taking after their father. So, uh, good luck to Windsor. They're going to need it. It will probably be a uh, tough afternoon for them. Oh, I have one, sorry. Go on, I have one other fixture, which obviously assists here in Tom, say, about Sunday. Uh, I'm heading to uh, Boreham Wood for Arsenal Reading, ladies. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh, bearing in mind that Arsenal were just off the back of a loss against Birmingham, uh, yeah. 2 0. Uh, 
Uh, Reading uh, undefeated in six. Uh, I think it should be an interesting match. Uh, so that, and that's a, I think it's a two, two o'clock kickoff, maybe a 2.30 kickoff on Sunday. Uh, so there's a standout fixture from the weekend, uh, sort of uh, Reading of the ladies sort of game as well. That's very prime time. And I know Abby will be listening and be happy that you've uh, mentioned one of the women's games there. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely a, a, a prime fixture there for a uh, um, Sunday afternoon. Um, OK, uh, moving on. Tom, you've got a, uh, a bit that you want to mention about uh, Reading. I do, if I could find the unmute button. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, and, and, and I'm, I'm pointing this specifically at the men's club. Um, Neil has mentioned already, and Neil Graham has mentioned already, that the women's team are doing absolutely Fine. fantastically. They've, they've got, um, they've got, young players coming through um they've got some older experienced players they you know they've got some they've got a few names in there as well now which is absolutely brilliant the women's side is doing is doing fantastically the men's side um slightly less so as we saw at the weekend they lost to kidderminster um in the fa cup uh, and they lost on tuesday night seven nil to fulham which you know fulham beating them isn't necessarily a surprise but losing by seven goals to nil there's an injury crisis the you know the club is is hemorrhaging money um i, I think in the region of over 100 million a season it seems to be seems to be going out the door and not being recovered um or that's certainly that's what they seem to be spending anyway um and, and you know, there's all sorts of problems. There's, there's. I don't think there were all that many home fans at the game last night. Um, and, and and the reason that I'm talking about this because obviously usually we don't mention anything to do with with the the professional game uh, except for except for Reading women. Um, Neil Maskell, you, you'll possibly appreciate this, but obviously in a cricket world, everything points upwards, doesn't it? You 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 do your village cricket to get into the into the county team to get into the national team, and I sort of feel like. Um, Reading FC men's team should be that sort of beacon that people should be aiming for, and and I and I see very little reason for you know it it should be possible for you to start your junior football and work all the way up and and go and play for Reading FC men's team first team, and that is just it's simply not doesn't seem to be the sort of beacon of light and and pride. Uh, for the for the county that it should be, and I and I just really feel like that's a shame, um, and and they you know they, they, I know I know a lot of people who are who are Reading supporters and who are invested, and in I think they're just sort of pulling their hair out with the whole thing, um, you know that. The, the, I think a lot of people would like the manager to change, the owner to change. The trouble with the owner changing is that you know you could very well see the club just disappear, um, and that is a that's a very real threat. And it, it just feels like everything is going very well lower down the pyramid in the in in Berkshire for Berkshire's non-league clubs. You know we've had a we've had a team at Wembley. We've had teams. We've got teams at the top of all the various leagues. Of course, we've got teams towards the bottom as well. But you know that that happens. That's football. But everything off the, uh, the lower down the pyramid seems to be going well. But our sort of beacon of <laughs> of everything that that most people focus on when it comes to football in the area just seems to be. Um, just, just a, a shambles, frankly, and and it, it feels a real shame. Mm. You've got a, a article 
expanding on this coming out soon um yeah just I, I, just making those points that i've made really that's um i'm, I'm just trying to pull something together just I, I i'm of the opinion that in a in a if you took cricket as the as the template and not i don't necessarily mean uh, the, the way things have gone in australia for them at the moment but just you know everything points upwards and, and you work up and 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 it, it feels like that, that, that you'd go anywhere else other than reading at the moment hmm yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Because they uh, they seem to have a, a good um, you know academy that's brought players through for them. So perhaps working on that analogy you used there, Tom, that sort of ground level seems to be working well for them. But um, higher up, there's clearly uh, there's clearly problems. But there's still players they're churning through their academy, which has been a success. So there is um, sort of a beacon of hope there. But it's um, further up that things aren't working now. I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking forward to reading that, Tom, and seeing your thoughts on that. So, uh, yeah, look out for that later in the week. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, well, that's about it. Any other business, gents? We've got anything else we want to mention before we wrap up? Uh, getting some blank faces looking back at me in the Zoom call, so I'll take that <laughs> as, a, as a no. But anyway, uh, so all that's left to say that, I guess, is uh, thank you to uh, Neil Maskell and Neil Graham for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you both and very much enjoyed your insight into the uh, local game. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for joining and ably stepping in uh, as a poster um, in the place of Abby. Uh, Tom, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, thank you very much uh, for uh, listening. We've been the Berkshire Football Chat uh, podcast, and uh, you can expect another one of these in your inbox uh, this same time next week. So uh, thank you very much, and speak to you soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Hey, bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Neil Maskell, Neil Graham and Tom Canning. It was cobbled together by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music elements. You can find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.